in the book of Exodus, we see um, and read about many miracles that happen. Uh, one we will be uh, looking at today in Exodus chapter 3. Uh, it is titled The Burning Bush. Uh, we will see how a uh, old man who is just wandering around the wilderness, how uh, God gets his attention uh, by means that can't be explained to this day. Open your Bible to Exodus chapter 3 and let's read. Exodus 3. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the far side of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, Here I am. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me, and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go. I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you, and this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. Moses said to God, Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they asked me, What is his name? Then what shall I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, Say to the Israelites, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name forever, the name by which I am to be remembered from generation to generation. Go, assemble the elders of Israel and say to them, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, appeared to me and said, I have watched over you and have seen what has been done to you in Egypt. And I have promised to bring you up out of your misery in Egypt, into the land of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites, a land flowing with milk and honey. The elders of Israel will listen to you. Then you and the elders are to go to the king of Egypt and say to him, The Lord, the God of the Hebrews, has met with us. Let us take a three-day journey into the desert to offer sacrifices to the Lord our God. 
but I know that the king of Egypt will not let you go unless a mighty hand compels him. So I will stretch out my hand and strike the Egyptians with all the wonders that I will perform among them. After that, he will let you go. And I will make the Egyptians favorably disposed toward this people, so that when you leave, you will not go empty-handed. Every woman is to ask her neighbor and any woman living in her house for articles of silver and gold and for clothing which you will put on your sons and daughters, and so you will plunder the Egyptians. Okay, now in Exodus chapter 2, uh, Moses fled from Pharaoh and ends up in Midian where he gets married and you know, has settled down. Now, uh, we start this chapter by seeing that he is pastoring his father-in-law's flock. Notice verse 1 of chapter 3. Now, Moses was pastoring the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. Now, uh, the mountain Horeb, Hebrew 27, 22, is also Mount Sinai. So if you had ever wondered uh, where, what, where, you know, what, where that mountain is, or maybe you never uh, heard about it often, you know why. Uh, it, it is also Mount Sinai. Now, while uh, pasturing the flock, Moses sees an amazing sight. In verse 2, we see, and the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the midst of a bush. And he looked and behold, the bush was burning with fire, yet the bush was not consumed. Uh, now Moses, Moses notices, noticed two things. One, the bush was on fire. Two, the bush was not burning up. So this will definitely get his attention. Now the Lord makes his presence known to Moses. Notice verses three and four. So Moses said, I must turn aside now and see this marvelous sight while the bush is not burned up. When the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Uh, now, in verse two, you know, uh, where it says the angel of the Lord uh there are people who say that this was an angel and not God or slashed uh, the Holy Spirit. But verse uh, four, uh, but notice what verse four says. Let's read it again. When the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. Uh, now, uh, this was God speaking to Moses, so we can be clear on what was happening here. Now, uh, God gives Moses instructions, then reveals himself. Notice verses uh, 5 to 6. Then he said, do not come near here. Remove your sandals from your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. He said also, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Then Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. Uh, uh, I want you to notice uh, what the Lord says to Moses. I am the God of your father. Notice God uses the present tense and not past tense. Uh, now, just in case uh, you forgot, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are dead. All right, let's, uh, 
look at a few uh, uh, places to remember that. Turn back to uh, Genesis 25. Here we will start with Abraham. Genesis 25 verses 7 and 8. Uh, and these are all the years of Abraham's life that he lived, 175 years. And Abraham breathed his last and died in a ripe old age, an old man and satisfied with life. And he was gathered to his people. Now let's look at Isaac. Turn a couple of chapters to the right to Genesis 27. And we will look at verses 1 through 4. Now it came about when Isaac was old and his eyes were too dim to see that he called his older son Esau and said to him, my son. And he said to him, here I am. And Isaac said, behold, now I am old and I do not know the day of my death. Now then, please take your, your gear, your quiver and your bow and go out to the field and hunt game for me and prepare a savory dish for me such as I love and bring it to me that I may eat so that my soul may bless you before I die. Uh, let's look at uh, Jacob. Turn uh, to Genesis 49. Okay, Genesis 49, verse 33. 49 and 33. When Jacob finished charging his sons, he drew his feet into the bed and breathed his last and was gathered to his people. Now, uh, this is for those uh, who try and say uh, you are sleeping the ground when you die. Uh, notice it says in, uh, notice what it says in Matthew uh, 22 and 32. So let's turn to the New Testament Turn to Matthew 22. Let's take a look at that real quick. Matthew 22. All right. All right. Matthew 22 and 32. And it reads, this is uh, Jesus uh, speaking. Uh, I am the God of Abraham and the God of of Isaac and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. Uh, now, uh, we see what the Lord says here that uh, the forefathers, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, the father is letting Abraham know uh, that his forefathers are still alive. All right. When uh, he said, I am, he's saying that uh, he is still their God. This is what he's letting Moses know here. Not he was their God, and one day when they rise uh, from the dirt, I will be their God again. But he said, uh, I am their God. Okay, now the Lord tells Moses that he is going to bring his children out of Egypt. Look at uh, verses 7 and 8. The Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt and have given heed to their cry because of their taskmasters, for I am aware of their suffering. So I have come down to deliver them from the power of the Egyptians and to bring them up from that land to a good and spacious land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanite and the Hittite and the Amorite and the Perizzite and the Hivite and the Jebusite. Uh, now, uh, God, uh, tells Moses how he is going to bring them out of Egypt. Look at verses nine through 10. And now behold, the cry of the sons of Israel has come to me. 
Furthermore, I have seen the oppression with which the Egyptians are oppressing them. Therefore, come now, and I will send you to Pharaoh, so that you may bring my people, the sons of Israel, out of Egypt. So now uh, the Lord has is telling Moses what his mission is, is going to be. He's about to send him on the mission. Now, Moses does not show faith. Notice verse 11. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the sons of Israel out of Egypt? Uh, now, uh, have you ever heard uh, someone say, uh, if only God would show himself to me or show me a sign or uh, if he does these things, I will believe. Now, here's an, here is an example that that is not true. Uh, Moses is looking at a, a bush burn that isn't burned up and the voice of the Lord is coming from it. Yet Moses is having doubts about what God is telling him. See, everything we need to know about life is right in the scriptures. And we see that that will put that nonsense to rest right here. You know, the whole, well, if the Lord spoke to me and I heard his voice out loud, I would do as he says. And we see that one of the men who the Holy Spirit used to write the Bible is not showing any faith at all. Now, Moses has a question for the Lord. Notice verses 12 through 13. He said, he being Moses, certainly, I, I'm, I'm sorry. He said, he being the Lord, certainly I will be with you. And this uh, shall be the sign to you uh, that uh, that is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall worship God at this mountain. Then Moses said to God, behold, I am going to the sons of Israel and I shall say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. Now they may say to me, what is his name? Uh, what shall I say to them? Okay, now uh, maybe Moses asked this question to God because the Hebrews have been in Egypt for a long time and Egypt was very polytheistic. So they may have uh, known many gods, uh, not to mention uh, it isn't like they followed the God of their fathers in times past anyhow. So maybe this is why they will be asking such questions. Now, God reveals a new name. Look at verse 14. God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Now, okay. Uh, now, I have uh, wondered why God didn't use a name the Hebrews already knew. Uh, names such as El Elyon, uh, uh, Most High God, or El Shaddai, Almighty God, or El Roi, uh, God who sees. Now, uh, there are scholars who believe that uh, this refers to the timeliness of God. Uh, now, let's let's look at some examples. Turn it all the way to the end of the New Testament to Revelation chapter one. Revelation chapter one. And look at verse four. Revelation one, four. Uh John, to the seven churches that are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come and from the seven spirits who are before his throne. What I was focusing on was he who is and who was and who is to come. Uh, turn a couple of chapters back to the left to Hebrews and get uh, Hebrews 13. Hebrews 13 and 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today, yes, and forever. Uh, 
Keep flipping back to the left, stay in the New Testament, go to John 8. John 8. And John 8 and 58. Jesus, this is Jesus, Jesus speaking. Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was born, I am. Uh, now, this name, I am who I am, uh, you have to put it together. Hebrew 1961, Hebrew 834, and then again, Hebrew 1961. Uh, Haya, Asha, Haya is uh, where we get the, uh, the tetragrammaton, which means four letters. And those four letters are Y-H-W-H, the unpronounceable name of God. Now, sometimes we call, we uh, use Yahweh uh, you know, really adding a vowel in it, or some people say Yivwa, uh, but the truth is, is that this name is the unpronounceable name of God, and there is nobody, uh, not even the ancient Hebrews, who knows the true pronunciation of this name. Yeah. Now, uh, God tells Moses what to do and what to say. Look at verses 15 uh, through 18. And God furthermore said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial name to all generations. Uh, go and gather the elders of Israel together and say to them, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob has appeared to me saying, I am indeed concerned about you and what has been uh, done to you in Egypt. So I said, I will bring you up out of the affliction of Egypt to the land of the Canaanite and the Hittite and the Amorite and the Perizzite and the Hivite and the Jebusite to a land flowing with milk and honey. And they will pay heed to what you say. And you with the elders of Israel will come to the king of Egypt and you will say to him, the Lord, the God of the Hebrews has met with us. So down, please let us go a three days journey into the wilderness that we may sacrifice to the Lord, our God. Um, so now we see uh, the Lord tells Moses what to do. There is a but here, though. Verses 19 and 20. But I know that the king of Egypt will not permit you to go except under compulsion. So I will stretch out my hand and strike Egypt with all my miracles, which I shall do in the midst of it. And after that, he will let you go. Uh, notice the word uh, compulsion in uh, verse uh, 19. Now, there are uh, two Hebrew words here. Uh, Hebrew 2389 and Hebrew 3027, which means strong hand. So the Lord is saying by strong hand, these things will happen. Uh, now God lets Moses know the descendants of Jacob will not leave empty handed. Uh, we close it off by looking at verses 21 through 22. And I shall grant this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And it shall be that when you go, you will not go empty handed. But every woman shall ask of her neighbor and the uh, woman who lives in her house articles of silver and articles of gold and clothing. And you will put them on your sons and daughters. Thus, you will plunder the Egyptian. Egyptians. So the Lord has uh, let Moses know 
to uh, also let the people know that they won't leave Egypt, Egypt empty-handed. They may have came in there empty-handed, but they're not going to leave empty-handed. That brings us to the end of Exodus chapter 3. Now, uh, I'm going to close out the day by saying today, the day that I actually recorded this, I don't know when you will hear it, is February 25, 2018. Uh, I want to say happy birthday to someone who was uh, very dear to me, uh, who was with the Lord now, uh, my grandmother. Uh, she's with the Lord now, and uh, one day uh, I and uh, hopefully all of you uh, will be up there uh, with the Lord as well. That's all for now. God bless.